Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. The episode this week is a history episode. This week, we're looking at some missing treasure from an awful part of history. The Lost Nazi Horde. This episode is going to look at the riches that the Nazi party stole in their conquest to create a worldwide regime. I'm going to go through a brief history of the Nazis, but I won't go into detail on what they did. The focus is on the things that they stole. We have to go back to 1919 to begin this. The Treaty of Versailles was signed and began the Weimar Republic, which was a democratic government. Groups on the far right of this government began to spring up, rooted in racism and anti-Semitism. These groups were against the Weimar government. They thought it was the fault of the Jews that Germany had lost the war and were against the Treaty of Versailles, democracy, human rights, capitalism, socialism and communism. In September of 1919, Adolf Hitler attended a meeting of one of these groups. He went to Munich and attended a meeting of the German Workers' Party. They were looking to convert German workers from Marxist socialism. Hitler's speaking skills were noticed there and he was recruited to a leading role. The next year, Hitler changed the party's name to the National Socialist German Workers' Party. National Socialism was a political theory that was still racist and anti-Semitic. It had been developed in Austria and was the direct opposite of Marxist socialism and communism. Marxism stood for the abolition of these kinds of states. As its antithesis, National Socialism stood for unification of the German Volk, the name of the race of people from there according to the National Socialists. They called for a strong state leader who would lead a so-called master race against inferior races, with a notable hatred against the Jewish people. Hitler introduced a 25-point programme in 1920, which became the party's only platform. It rejected the Treaty of Versailles and demanded the unification of all people of German blood. It called for a strong central state that acquired new lands and territories. It would then deny citizenship to all non-Germans, particularly the Jews. Under Hitler's leadership, the National Socialist Party grew and was the Nazi party for sure. It attracted support from influential people in the military, big business and society. The growth even absorbed smaller, radical right-wing parties. In 1933, Hitler was given the role of Chancellor in a coalition government in the Reichstag, the government for Germany. He wasn't happy about it, 
but the go-ahead had been given to President Hindenburg because it was thought that the German National People's Party, who would be in control, would be able to rein in Hitler and use him as a mouthpiece to create a better country. This didn't work as planned, though. Hitler moved quickly, convincing Hindenburg to dissolve the Reichstag and announce another election. The Nazi party finally began to speak publicly about their plans to eradicate Marxism. They flooded Germany with their propaganda while restricting the press of their opposition. The Nazi forces, the SA and the SS, were deputised as auxiliary police forces, using their power to attack, arrest and kill any suspected communists. A fire in the Reichstag building on February 27th, 1933 was a great excuse to declare a state of emergency. It allowed the government to abolish civil liberties and take over state governments. In the elections, around a week afterwards, the Nazi party barely won a majority of seats when combined with their coalition partner. Hitler once again moved quickly, using arrests, intimidation and false promises to get the votes necessary to pass the Enabling Act. This let Hitler take control of the country without the need for Hindenburg or the Reichstag. He used this to seize control of the government and all aspects of German economic, social and cultural life. By July, all the other political parties had been dissolved. Out of everything, only the military and the church escaped Hitler's reach. Hitler and his generals believed in eugenics, the idea that genetics and heredity can breed out unwanted genes, which includes planned breeding to create racial improvement. This was how they planned to create and continue the Aryan race, which is why the horrific things of their regime happened. Heinrich Himmler, one of Hitler's inner circle members, was interested in mysticism as well. So much so that he had Nazis looking for artefacts. One of the Nazi destinations was Wevelsborg Castle. It served as a spiritual base for Himmler and the SS and stands as a testament to the Nazi interest in treasure, especially ones known only to legend. Himmler's main focus was on the Holy Grail, but he also went looking for other powerful artefacts, such as Thor's hammer. In their search and expansion, the Nazis stole an immense amount of art, money and gold. In April 1945, when the Second World War was almost at an end, military policemen stopped two women on a road near Merkers Kieselbach. They were both French and one of them was pregnant. Whilst escorting them to the town, they passed a salt mine. The women told the military police that the mine contained gold and treasures that the Nazis were storing there. The story was passed on the next day and the mine was searched. The gold was unloaded. The day afterwards, a hole was blown in the wall of the mine, revealing a second chamber filled with German and foreign currency, thousands of gold bars, boxes of gold bullion, bags of gold coins, bags of silver, a bag of platinum bars, bags of gold rings, and containers of Nazi loot, including valuable artwork. An effort was made to remove all of the treasure. 
it was settled that it would be taken to the Reichsbank building in Frankfurt. In the 1990s, it was revealed that gold had been looted from other countries, had been used to finance the war effort, with some of it being transferred into the Swiss National Bank. The bank knew early on that some of the gold they were receiving from Germany was looted from other countries. But Switzerland wasn't the only country to receive Nazi gold. Neutral countries like Spain, Sweden and Turkey were given gold through the Swiss National Bank. There was no evidence of gold being stolen from the victims of the Holocaust, but multiple reports said that it had happened. It was likely that the gold was melted down and formed into gold bars. Most of this gold was never recovered. A report from 1946 was declassified in 1996, detailing where some of the gold had gone. The Bigelow report said that the Vatican had confiscated 350 million Swiss francs worth of Nazi gold for safekeeping. 150 million Swiss francs of that was impounded by British authorities at the Austro-Swiss border. The gold was held in one of the Vatican's numbered accounts, and later, 200 million Swiss francs were transferred into the Vatican Bank with the help of Roman Catholic clergy and the Franciscan Order. The claims were denied by the Vatican Bank, and they say there is no basis in reality to the Bigelow Report. Even Portugal didn't escape the Nazi gold. During the war, they were a neutral party. They were a centre of tungsten production and sold to both the Allies and the Axis. The German armaments industry was almost dependent on Portuguese supplies. This led Portugal to being the second largest recipient of Nazi gold. Initially, the trades were made in currency, but in 1941, the Central Bank of Portugal found out that it was mostly counterfeit and the leader of Portugal, Antonio de Oliveira Salazar, demanded that any future payments were made in gold. It was revealed in 2000 that 86 tonnes of Nazi gold had passed through the Canfranc International Railway Station. With most of the gold going missing between the time that it left Germany and the time that it was being recovered, the search has never really ended. Many things still remain lost, like the Amber Room, a Russian room that mysteriously disappeared during the war. The belief is that the lost items were stashed away with the intention that it would be collected to fund a Fourth Reich. Speculative figures of the lost treasures range from several million to around 20 billion pounds or 24 billion dollars. Finding any of the lost hoard is bound to bring fame and fortune, and treasure seekers have been after the pieces for decades. In 2020, a diary written by an SS officer using the pseudonym Michalis was discovered. The diary contained a plan outlined by Himmler that would hide all the stolen treasure during the last days of the war. The authenticity is still unverified, but we know from previous stories that verification is often not needed for people to decide the truth. It reignited the search for the Nazi treasure, and articles popped up all over the place with theories about where the treasure might be hiding. 
Early in January 2023, Dutch authorities released a World War II-era map. It apparently marked the spot where Nazis had buried a small fortune of treasure during their retreat from the Netherlands in 1945. This map caused a rush of treasure hunters to descend on the town of Omeren in the municipality of Buren. Experts believe the treasure has already been found and plundered, but that didn't stop the treasure hunters. They arrived wielding shovels and metal detectors, wandering around the fields in the area. It's a dangerous idea, though. Omeren was close to the front line, meaning that instead of treasure, the searchers might have found unexploded landmines, bombs, or even grenades. So, the municipality of Buren released a statement the next week to remind people of how dangerous the search could be, advising against the search for the treasure. The statement reminded people that Dutch laws say that archaeological excavations are prohibited unless you're an organisation with an excavation certificate. That's it. The hoard has been lost, even with multiple clues. Where do these clues lead us, though? During the time the Nazis were in power in Germany, their conquest of Europe led them to steal billions in gold and priceless artefacts. To this day, we don't know where most of it is. Where do the clues lead us? The only place I can find any speculation on these clues is from an article in The Sun. In the UK, this is a newspaper that's often ridiculed. It does offer some proper locations that parts of the hoard could be found though. The first location we'll look at is a Polish palace used by the SS. It lays near the village of Minkowski. The Silesian Bridge Foundation, a non-profit organization that searches for the lost Nazi hoard, believes that 10 tons of gold from the Reichsbank and a Polish police headquarters are stashed there. This idea comes from the diary of Michalis, which discusses the stash at the palace. The belief is that there were 48 chests of gold hidden at the palace, which had apparently been used as a brothel by the SS. Some swastika coins from the Reichsbank were found, but after that we have no evidence of the Nazi hoard. A letter found with the SS diary suggests that the treasure was buried in a trough in the orangery of, of the palace, but it's yet to be found. Michalis's diary mentioned a second place in Poland, the Hochberg Palace. A 16th century building in Rostoka, the diary says that gold was dumped in a well on the grounds. The well is nearly 200 foot or 60 metres below the palace. The gold is meant to have come from the Reichsbank again and is estimated to be worth billions on its own. The area it's in is known as the location of the Nazis' wealth, 
Stolen from Jewish families, museums and galleries. The whole area has a lot of caves, mines and tunnels as well. It also houses castles and palaces known to have large dungeons. All of these would give the Nazis plenty of places to hide their plundered items and gold. Nothing has been found in the area yet, so we don't know if anything was hidden there. The next location is the Hartenstein Hills in Dresden, Germany. This one specifically revolves around the missing Amber Room. In 2017, a group of amateur sleuths claimed to have found the room. They said it was in a cave in the Hartenstein Hills. The Amber Room is one of the most sought after things in the Nazi horde, because of how much it's worth, but also because a whole room was stolen and that's quite the feat. It was stolen from Catherine Palace near St. Petersburg. Before it disappeared, it was considered an eighth wonder of the world. The room was built in 1701 and adorned with amber wall panels, gold leaf, gemstones and ornate statues. The group who said they found it consisted of Leonard Blum, a 73-year-old homeopath, Gunter Eckhart, a 67-year-old scientist, and Peter Law, a 71-year-old geo-radar specialist. Together, they used specialist radar imaging to find whatever they could. They found a large space inside one of the hills, and they believe it was an underground bunker complete with booby traps. The three of them believe that the room had been used as a hideout by Nazi officers and may have been where the Amber Room was hidden. Nothing has come of this though, so it's likely the Amber Room wasn't inside that space. Also in Germany, Hans Gluck believed that a 500 million pound stash was hidden in a Bavarian wood. He spent 20 years looking for it, believing that it contained diamonds artworks and rare stamps that had been looted from the Jews during the Holocaust. Gluck fell out with the landowner and was unable to find or excavate any hidden stashes because he didn't have the permission required. He'd been using a map to look, one that had been handed down to him by a senior Nazi who had been transporting a trainload of loot from the Berlin Reichsbank into the Alps. Back in Poland, we also have the town of Wałbrzych. This is said to be the resting place of a train filled with treasure worth around a billion pounds. Authorities believe the train, which is made of 330 foot worth of carriages, is hidden underground. They're said to contain gold, paintings and precious gems. But there's a catch. The Nazis were crafty and are believed to have rigged the train with explosives and nerve gas to prevent the treasure from being stolen. We're out in the ocean now, because UK-based Advanced Marine Services claimed to have found four tonnes of gold from South America on board a ship that sank in 1939. The post room of the SS Minden sank off the coast of Iceland, and the UK Marines searched it. The gold found was said to be worth 100 million pounds and was apparently on the way to Germany when it sank. The sinking wasn't an accident though. 
The SS Minden is believed to have been deliberately scuttled on orders from Hitler after it had been spotted by the British. A second ship is involved in the sunken ship theory for the Horde. The MV Wilhelm Gustloff was sunk by Soviet forces towards the end of the war. It's speculated that it held around £100 million worth of gold bars and parts of the Amber Room when it went down. Unfortunately, we may never know, because the wreck has international war grave status due to the 9,400 deaths that occurred during the sinking. This means that nobody can dive within 50 metres of the wreck, so it can never be explored. Our final location for today is Patagonia, Argentina. During the flight of the Nazis in the last days of the war, it's believed that they smuggled millions worth of gold into Argentina. The German U-boats are alleged to have transported the loot from the Nazi conquest to Patagonia to protect their wealth. The 2004 documentary, Nazi Gold in Argentina, made claims that Swiss banks Roman Catholic bishops and Argentine politicians helped to smuggle the treasure across the ocean in Hitler's name. Nothing has been found, and there are obviously no records of this, so we actually don't know if it even happened. Whatever you want to believe, we definitely know that most of the Nazi horde is still missing. Perhaps someone will make a huge discovery that can unravel this mystery. The story from this episode came from the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum article on the Nazi party, a Sky History article called The Nazi Hunt for Holy Treasure, From Thor's Hammer to the Holy Grail, the Wikipedia page about Nazi gold, and a Vice article called Town Forced to Tell Treasure Hunters to Please Stop Looking for Nazi Gold. The theories from this episode came from a Sun article called The Reich Stuff, inside Global Hunt for Hitler's Lost 20 Billion Nazi Gold Hoard with sunken ships, hidden bunkers and a buried train and a Daily Mail article called Exclusive Treasure Hunters Digging for 200 Million of Nazi Golds at Polish Palace Discover Swastika-marked coins that prove Hitler's men were there. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and will be recording and posting Season 1 episodes to YouTube soon. These will be cut down so that they can be watched on TikTok as well. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There's a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree, and as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month, and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events, or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with the things that I've said either. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. This week's Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, and next week's episode will be out on Wednesday, March 15th. So hold on until then.